yes sir, 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 yes sir. What's up? We are live. Y'all are on. And this is Boss, a sports podcast. Yes, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast, the podcast with balls about balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, all about balls. We are your hosts. Ball, ball uh, balls. We're your hosts. I'm Buddha. I am Nels, aka Big Facts, live and in full effect. Uh, Dylan is not currently here. Hopefully, we can get him in before Don't the end so. of the episode. But uh, yes, sir. If not, we have our sound engineer here and on standby, Carl. Carl, say what's up to the people. What to do, y'all? Yes, yes sir. sir. <laughs> Mr. Hi, Mr. Carl. Mr. Three Kings himself. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Hi, Carl. Hey, Nels. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. How's life? How's Congo? Life is good. Congo's cute. Congo's yeah, he's, trash. He's cute. He is cute. He's not trash. He's cute. Anyways. He ain't even do nothing to you. Uh, we don't want to go down that road. Um, <laughs> bro, we spoke. We're still on that, bro. You got to let my... Listen, you got to let my dog live, cuz. Episode 123. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. Shout out to the one, two, three kid. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. I'll give you that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, well, let's get right to, um, get right to the shits, and let's uh, yeah. let's do it. All right, um, so we'll start things off over in the NFL, where we had the divisional round uh, playoffs. You know, just another bizarre weekend to add onto the already bizarre year uh, mm-hmm. that has been the NFL. Um, we'll recap the games, give a couple little news tidbits. Uh, so we'll just start with the Vikings Forty ers game. Forty ers beat the Vikings twenty seven ten. Uh, this game pretty much one is expected for the most part. What was interesting, though, is the fact that afterwards, the Cleveland Browns have hired the offensive coordinator for the Vikings um, as their new head coach. And it was really interesting considering they were playing the 49ers and it was the Vikings offensive coordinator against the 49ers defensive coordinator for the job. So you would think whoever won out of the two of those was going to get the job. But they decided to go uh, go with the offensive route. So I, I think the reason why they did that has got to be because they, I mean, they need help on the offensive side of the ball. No? Um... Yeah, probably. I mean, I, guess, I think they just need... Yeah, I guess from an organizational yeah, standpoint, yeah. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, like I mean, you got Baker Mayfield, who's supposed to be this guy, and he's not. You have two wide receivers who are pro bowlers and all pro potential players who are not. Mm-hmm. You have two running backs who actually can play well together because it, it almost appears that Nick Chubb and Lamar Hunt are about as... Unegotistical of a of a combo that you can find maybe outside of the Ravens, but I mean uh, even with the Ravens, we all know Ingram is the guy. Right. Maybe the 49ers you could put in comparison, but I think Mostert, Brita, and um, Coleman don't complain because all three of them always get hurt. So I think like you have an, a team that could potentially be an offensive juggernaut, and I mean if you really want to be honest, 
the Vikings do compare very well to the Browns. Because, I mean, you've got Landry and you got Beckham, mm-hmm. which is your possession and your deep threat. Mm-hmm. You got Thielen and you've got Diggs, Diggs right? Yeah. Then you've got um, Dalvin Cook. And I forget the backup for the Vikings, but, I mean, he was balling too. Yeah. So you have two running backs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Njoku and you have Rudolph. And then the lines are very com- are very comparable. So I think, honestly, from, from a front office standpoint, I don't think it was a bad move. It's pretty much personally. the same team as far as like talent yeah. as far as talent goes on both sides. I think he I think he has more athleticism with the Browns. That's probably true. I think Thielen's more athletic than Landry. I think Beckham's more athletic and is bigger than Diggs. And mm-hmm. Joku's bigger, more athletic than than Rudolph. And for what it's worth, I mean, if you're asking me, do I want Dalvin? Or do I want Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Let's let's. And Kareem Hunt. I mean, I don't know, bro. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm not. I'm not gonna jump on it quite yet. But I think it's one of the better low key pickups of all the teams. Probably personally. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a job I'd love to have. Yeah, because I mean, the defense was never struggling. The defense for for the Browns are are solid. Yeah, absolutely. They just had a lot of injuries you know this I mean? year. That's it. Yeah. And even with the injuries, they were still a, a top, a top level defense. I won't say top tier. I don't think they're like top five, yeah. but I can give them top ten to top fourteen. Plus, you have one of the best uh, defensive end in the uh, NFL when he's not suspended. Uh, the facts. I, I just, I, I just think it's it's a solid pickup. Yeah. I think. Not for you. I hope I'm right because I, I really want him. I like the offensive coordinator for the Vikings because he's very. Uh, on his job, very he was very on his job. He did his thing, so I, yeah. I would love to see him succeed as a head coach. So we shall see. Yeah, we will um, definitely. So then, where things get interesting, the Titans upsetting the Ravens twenty-eight to twelve. The Vikings, or not the Vikings, the Titans have their hit list. It seems, and they're gunning for all the heavy hitters this this postseason. They beat New England in New England. They beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Um, they're going to run into a buzzsaw this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I hated how after the game people were, you know, the Lamar haters were quick to, to show their ugly heads and try to shit on him. But, I mean, Lamar had a pretty good game. Yes, he made a couple mistakes, but, I mean... The man accounted for over 500 offensive yards. Like what? I mean, and the, the the defense wasn't helping at all. I mean, for what it's worth, I think that the Lamar haters have a right to talk. Not saying that they're right, but I mean, I feel every it just proves to me that Lamar is elite. Mm. Um, the reason why I say it proves to me that he's elite is because if you see how the trash talking goes, it's the same way people would trash talk Mahomes, would trash talk Breeze, would trash talk Rodgers, um, would trash talk Brady. Right. It, it, it wasn't so much that he was trash, right? They just harped on something that they've been harping on in the past that technically didn't have any restraint. Lamar didn't have a bad game. Lamar right. didn't have good protection. Facts. When he had protection, he played fine. Yeah. And I mean, again, remember what I told you. I have my theory. Lamar went 31 for 59. Right. 
and yeah and, they had and I, they, you know yeah and I feel you like, I feel you on that and I mean unfortunately the game got to the point where he had to throw that many exactly. times exactly but um exactly I mean Lamar's still gonna continue to develop I mean we, we gotta remember he's he's younger than Joe Burrow is and Joe Burrow is about to come out of college so like that's fact. Let's let's just keep in mind, you know, this man is still young, and we saw, you know, where he needs to improve. His sideline throwing needs to improve. He, you know, there's there's aspects of the game, obviously, but man, where this man is already, this young in his career, there's there's no reason to to look at this as a negative. I mean, there's there's plenty of plenty of elite quarterbacks over the years that haven't been the greatest in the playoffs. That's true. So. I mean, but like you said, he, he played I, I, a good game. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> he did the best that he could with what he had. And remember, like that running game wasn't really where it needed to be because Ingram was hurt. Mm-hmm. So I mean, honestly, I feel like you know the the situation plays out the way the situation plays out. You can't get mad at it. Yeah, you can't get mad at it. Um, I don't know how to stop Derrick Henry. You know they. They spoke on it multiple times as the game went on that he seems to be getting better as the game gets on, which is scary. This man is in the fourth quarter just breaking off 20-yard runs like it's nothing and and just wants the ball, wants to continue getting the ball. And I guess uh, Vrabel said afterwards that every week Derrick Henry keeps coming up to him and going, give me the ball, give me the ball. So he says he's going to keep giving him the ball. But... Man, I, I I don't know what you can do to really stop this guy. He seem he seems to be relentless. So I think what it is too about Derrick Henry is, I mean, the man is a workout guru. Mm-hmm. You know, I he works out a lot. I mean, he puts a lot of time into the gym, and I mean, he's got the body for it. He's in he's in the peak of his career, and I mean, he's definitely not. Like most running backs that we've seen in our time. I mean, he's 6'3", 238 pounds. And, I mean, his speed is there. I mean, he runs a 4'5". And, and, I mean, you're seeing it during the game. Like, that's for sure. Like, I definitely underestimated his speed. For sure. Like, wow. Like, he gets he gets after it, man. Like, it's, just, it's a scary combination of speed and power that we haven't seen in, 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 in a while. Yeah, no. You, I, I you're have no words right. to say. I, I have no words to say. I mean, the man had in the last three games, he's had thirty-two carries, thirty-four carries, and thirty carries, respectively. In each game, he's averaged over five yards. Last game against Baltimore, he averaged six yards. Right. Come on, bro. Thirty carries and you're averaging six yards. Out of control. Yeah, and I think he's what the first player in NFL history to uh, average 185 over the uh, in three games in a row or something like that. Over 180 yards. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's he's doing that, man. He's he's getting after it, man. Well, they're definitely going to need him this weekend, but we'll get to that here in a few. Um, moving to Sunday, the Texans blow a 24 to nothing lead. Uh, to lose to the Chiefs 51-31. The Chiefs scoring 41 unanswered points um, in what could be one of the 
greatest rallies of all time in the NFL. I mean, these guys were down 24 and had the lead by halftime, which was insane. Um, yeah, they did that. Yeah, I mean, three. I think three of those touchdowns came in a matter of three minutes or something like that. Or might have. Yep. Yeah, like that's. Wow. Um, I I look at this as just another reason why you need a better coach than Bill O'Brien. Um, there's no reason that that should have happened. There was a lot of bad, questionable play calls um, on both sides of the ball, but. Uh, I was speechless. There's no reason why that, <laughs> why why you get blown out after being up 24. They spotted you 24, and they still blew you out. I mean, I feel as if it was only a matter of time before the Chiefs got to scoring. Mm-hmm. They had that head start. They just needed to keep scoring, and the minute that the Chiefs got two stops, it was a wrap. And then I mean, Steve Spagnuolo, we know is a really good defensive coordinator. And once he figured out what he needed to do to stop Houston, I mean it was it was all she wrote right there. Right. I just it doesn't make sense to me why you go for the field goal on fourth and inches yet you try to convert on like fourth and 17 or something like that. Yeah, he, I, he was kind of It doesn't make sense to me. If it's if it's fourth and inches, I mean you have Deshaun Watson, like you're go for it. No reason to go for the field goal there, especially against the Chiefs. Um, That's true. I don't know. So Chiefs moving on to the AFC Championship game. Um, I'm sure they were probably counting on having to travel to Baltimore. Instead, they're fortunate enough to uh, be able to play at home for the championship. Um, and then the Seattle Seahawks lose to the Packers uh, score of tw- hey, Seattle <laughs> we come at home facts uh, Packers win 28-23 uh, the game was what I think pretty much everyone thought it was going to be um, nothing too crazy either way Marshawn had a good performance uh, two touchdowns in Lambeau not too bad uh, for the old man um yeah, Packers win. You know, we we don't know when we can trust the Packers and when we can't. But I mean, it's been their mo all year, and it's it's worked out for them so far. Because here they are in the NFC Championship game. Facts. Yeah. Um, They're doing their damn thing, man. Yep. Yep. So elsewhere in the NFL, let's see. Antonio Brown still acting crazy, um, throwing. Yeah, that video was yeah. out of control. Uh, yeah, um, that video was out of control. I was like, "Yo." Yeah, um, Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson were named two of the inductees into this year's Hall of Fame. They announced the uh, the fifteen uh, new members. That consisted of, you know, coaches, uh, uh, contributors, and, you know, old school legends. Um, you know, five remaining spots going to the, the modern era, which we will find out 
I believe the day before the Super Bowl, who those final five that are getting in are. Uh, but a shout out to Bo Cower and Jimmy Johnson. It was cool seeing them uh, be told that they were getting into the Hall of Fame live on TV um, during their their pre-show or mid-game or whatever was going on. Uh, you got to see some halftime. Yeah, yeah, halftime. That's when it was. But it was it was great to see that you saw the raw emotion from both of them. Like both of them pretty much brought to tears immediately once they saw that dude. I forget his name, but he's always he's like the representative of the Hall of Fame. Um, but uh, as soon as they saw him, they they pretty much broke down and cried and stuff. So it was it was, it was cool to see how much that that moment meant to them. Yeah, and in the same essence, like it sucks seeing the other side. Um, Drew Pearson, yeah, his uh, his, his uh, reaction was caught on uh, on camera and was posted on social media. That's got to be and, frustrating, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's like. A seventies, he's like the nineteen. He's been he's he's been made on a lot of teams, more particularly the all seventies team. Yeah, I think he's the he's only the member only one. on that yep. team not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, bro, they they trying him, and he's the original eighty eight. He's the reason why Dallas receivers wear eighty eight. Yeah, big facts. And he gets no love. No love. I don't know, but um, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, then you got other people too, like Tom Flores, snubbed for for what? You know, it's I don't know. I don't. There's got to be like some kind of like extra agenda or some schmidt. Something, something. Not too sure, but I don't know. We'll see who these final five are here in the next uh, couple weeks. Um, Jason Garrett is finally out of his contract with the Cowboys, so he is uh, in New York now meeting with the Giants about their uh, OC job. So I imagine he's probably going to be hired for that as that report came out um, a couple weeks ago that they were interested in having him. Hmm. What do you think? You think that's a good move for both of them? You think it's a good move for the Giants and a good move for him? Or you think it's more of a good move for one than the other? I think it's more of a good move for uh, Jason Garrett because I'm sure it's more money uh, than he probably should be getting. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's a bad move on behalf of the, the Giants because I, I just don't see him having the most exciting play calling. Um, I think it's going to be very vanilla. And yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even think he controlled the offense in uh, Dallas. Did he? Not necessarily, no. In the beginning, yeah, but I mean, he's more of a like a suggestions guy. Like, oh, that's cool, but why don't you do this instead? I'm sure it'll work. Yeah. We'll see. He's gonna have to show me something. Facts. Uh, I think that's all I got as far as the NFL goes. We can get to the uh, the picks, the pickeroonies. Let's do the picks, baby. Baby. All right. So, if I can just find my pen. Got it. Find that pen, baby. Baby. All right. So, last week. Sorry. A lot of papers here. Take your time, baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah, baby. 
Okay. Okay, sweetheart. Um, divisional round. So, Dylan and Nels, they won the week. They both went three and one. I went two what? and <laughs> I went two and two. Uh, the only game that we all had different was I took the Seahawks. So. What? Show my subject. What? Mm-mm. Um, so getting to this week, we are in the championship round. And to start things championship off. Championship round, baby. For the AFC, we have the sixth seed Titans at the number two seed. Kansas City Chiefs. I've got the Chiefs, man, but the Titans are starting to scare me. Yeah, I have the Chiefs too, but I I don't feel confident about it. <laughs> Yo, what if Tannehill leads his team to the Super Bowl in Miami? I would be in shock. Not even gonna lie to you. Wow. And then for the NFC. The number two seed, Green Bay Packers, at the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm going 49ers here. I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers pulled a rabbit out of their hat, though. Yo, I mean, how crazy would it be if the season after losing McCarthy, they get into the Super Bowl? How crazy would it be if we had a Titans-Packers Super Bowl? I would be very exciting. Who, I would love watching that Super Bowl. Who would have put their money on that before the season started? Not that, that me. would have that that would have been the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody had guessed that period. No sir. Definitely I didn't. That's for sure. <laughs> so are you going uh, 49ers as well? Um yeah, I'm going to go 49ers. Okay. And we'll get we'll get Dylan's picks off air. Um, so other than that, as far as football goes, XFL starting in three weeks, the, the week after the Super Bowls, I think it's like the seventh or something like that. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. You excited? I'm actually very excited. You know, um, Chad Ochocinco has a tryout for an XFL team. Really? And it's not to play wide receiver. Is it be a kicker? Yes. I knew it. I think that would be amazing if Chad Ochocinco yeah, he can, he can kick, gets a he's, job he's got as a, a kicker. Could you imagine the swagger on that kicker? Oh man, that would be that would be fire. That, I would watch a game just to see the kicker. G shit, G shit. I want to see him do celebrations, like field goal celebrations. He got. He, he could change the game. Big facts. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So we'll see. How, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, they also their overtime rules. I'm not gonna get t- too deep into it until the season starts, but I like how it's a shooting st- a shootout style uh, overtime. But we- explain to our listeners what a shootout style is. So basically, each team's it's gonna be more similar to college in that regard. Um, Are they gonna to- be doing it from the 25 yard line, or is it gonna be deeper back? Uh, hold on, I gotta pull up the article. I wasn't prepared for you to ask me that. Sorry. I know, it's okay. It's okay. If, uh, 
In the meantime, it's over. It's over now. Move over. Are you looking forward to it's it? It's our turn now. I mean, the XFL. I think the the fact that it's so abstract from the NFL is going to be something to see. Um, it'll be even better if it actually is a successful league. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Like I like the ideas, I like the uniforms, I like the players that they're picking up. But the bottom line is, can they put a product out on the field that's going to be successful? Right. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. So, this is what's going to happen. Um, the most notable changes includes a shootout-style overtime that gives each team five single-play possessions from its opponent's five-yard line. Um, if the game remains tied after those five possessions... So, basically, it's like a shootout like, like in soccer. So, it's just one play, okay. one play from the five-yard line, and they get... Uh, five chances at it. That's you see, you see what I'm saying? Off. So like it's yeah. So it's like a best yeah. And if it's tied after those five attempts, um, then the teams will rotate plays with the ball until there's a winner. Mm. Yeah, and they're trying to make sure there's not many overtimes, so. There's also a three-tiered system for extra points where they could do a one-point play from the two-yard line, a two-point play from the three-yard line, or a three-point play from the ten-yard line. Wow. Yeah. So, we'll see. Plus... It's very, uh... Very, uh... uh arcade-ish. Yeah. And then, in another effort to, to streamline the game a little bit faster... Uh, they're going to include a running clock even after incomplete passes or when players step out of bounds until the final two minutes of each half because um, they're, they're trying to have the games go like to about two hours 45 minutes which is about a half hour quicker than NFL games when all said and done do you think it's possible for them to do that? I think so I think so plus it, it gives them the opportunity because I believe they're going to have a, a sky judge um, to where they can take more time with reviewing certain things because the game is moving faster so it doesn't really affect the overall, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the season starts February 8th. There's going to be 10 weeks followed by a two-week single elimination postseason because there's, there's only 10 teams, so... I mean, it's not it's not a bad setup at all. I mean, on paper, this sounds like it could be really a a, a, a good product, to be honest with you. Yeah, so it looks like the Final Four get into the playoffs, and then from... Playoffs? Yeah, so it's like the semifinals and then the finals. Playoffs? Playoffs. Um, playoffs. But that's it as far as that goes. Um, and then this weekend we have the Conor McGregor uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight. Conor McGregor. Um, looking forward to it. I hope Conor can uh, come out and whoop his ass real quick. That that would be ideal for me. So let me ask you this: Number one, do you think it was a smart fight for Conor to take? 
do you think it's going to be a good fight? And what is your reasonings for why you think it's going to be a good fight? Um, I think it was a smart move on his part because if he would have come back against a cupcake, it, it nobody would take the comeback seriously, I think. Um, and I think it would be a lot harder for him to get a rematch that he really wants. Um, so... I think because of that, it, it was smart. Um, but I also think it's going to be a very good fight because Cerrone can take a lot of punishment. Plus, he's a very dangerous striker. So I expect this game, uh, this match, to stay uh, stay up, right? You know, I expect it to be a, a blow for blow kind of kind of match. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily see this fight going longer than two rounds. Because why is your reasoning for that? Because both of these fighters like to go for the kill shot, um, and they're both very good at it. You know, you got Connor who who loves to make records out of knocking players out, or not players, but fighters out, and um, you got Cowboy Cerrone who has the most finishes in UFC history. So. Neither of these guys likes to go to a decision, so I, I expect them to be swinging for the fences because they both know they can get slept, and they want to be the one to to do the sleeping. Very nice. Yes, sir. I like the way you broke that down. I mean, I I want for there to be a good fight, honestly. Um, I think Connor makes for better TV, but it'd be pretty cool to see Cowboy win just because I'd want to see, like, where would Connor go from here? Especially since he's got this whole comeback thing planned. Naturally, I mean, it's way better if he wins. So, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that definitely wants him to win, but I'm intrigued. Like, what happens if he does lose? Then what? Shit, I don't know, man. He's going to have to disappear. That's what or I'm something. saying. Like, that jump would be crazy. Yeah. But, like, I don't think people realize that Khabib fight was Connor's last fight. That was in 2016. Yeah, man. And he, I don't know if you saw his interview um, with the Ariel dude um, for UFC uh, ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was talking about how, like, he was in a really dark place after that mm-hmm. loss. And I, and, I mean, it just goes to show you that he definitely didn't see... He definitely didn't see him losing the way that he did. Right. For sure. Like, I think he anticipated a win. Agreed. No, for sure. He he had no doubt in his mind that he was going to win that fight. And I'm sure to take a loss like that was probably pretty devastating. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy life. And then, don't really have anything uh, for the WWE this moment. We're going to talk some WWE next week, though, because that'll be the the week of the Royal Rumble. Um, so I'm just kind of letting things build until then, and we can talk some shit out. The next Royal week. Rumble! <laughs> I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. Real excited for the Royal Rumble, but uh, um, so with that being said, um, is there any other fight that's going on 
That to that's meant that's uh, noteworthy other than the uh, McGregor on that card. No, not really. Okay, but um, so the uh, oh, I forgot to mention we was at NFL and they completely skipped my mind. Um, did you hear about the Kansas City fan that um, yes. that yes, left in the yes, first quarter? Yes. Like he was saying how he's been to like four or five games and like Kansas City's lost all of them and he's like they're down 24-0 in the first so he put it on his story that he was leaving um, because he felt like they were going to come back without him there in the stadium and he leaves and he said by the time he got home he got to see the first touchdown and he watched the comeback and like people were thanking him by like cash apping him and Venmoing him money because they felt like he was unequivocally the reason why the Chiefs won. And I thought that was a very interesting antidote. That was that was an awesome moment. How would you feel, Buddha, if like every time you went to like a Raiders game, they lost? Bro, I'd be sad, bro. Sometimes I, I don't even want to watch the games because I feel like I'm a jinx. So I get I get where he's coming from. But like, if if I pay money to get to the game, though, I'm I'm not about to leave in the first quarter. I'm not that good of a fan. Fuck that shit. If I'm a jinx, fuck it. I paid money. I'm <laughs> sorry. We all going down. I feel that. I feel that a hundred and fifty percent. One fifty. Oh yeah, man. So we're on that. So. Let's talk about um, a little NCAA football. Okay. Um, we saw the culmination of the college football season come to an end with the um, college football playoff national championship game. Yes, um, sir. LSU took that 42-25. to 25. L-S-U. They, I mean, they exploded with a 21-point second quarter and never looked back. Joe, uh, Joe Burrow, Burrow had six touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, what was the, your what was your takeaways for from the game, Buddha? Uh, it was it was a great game to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of offense, defense. Surprisingly, in certain moments of the game, um, I thought I thought it was a really good game overall. I thought it it was too long. Like there, I felt like that was the longest halftime of life for some reason. I don't know if that was just me. But that halftime felt like it was like 45 minutes. And I'm like, yo, like, this game should not still be on at this point. And it was supposed to be an 8 o'clock kickoff. But I don't think they actually kicked off until like 8, yeah, 8.15, 8.20. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I don't know why it was so long. But, shit. If, it, if it's going to be that long in the future, they need to start it at 7 instead of 8. Because I was definitely, like, dozing off towards the end. Agreed. I mean, absolutely agreed. Uh, I, I mean, when it when it all comes to, uh, you know, it. it uh, I don't know, man. Like, what do you? Well, I mean, what what would you absolutely? So you're proposing an earlier kickoff time? Yeah, like yeah, like instead of eight to seven. I mean, I think that's normal. I feel like, you know. On the on the East Coast, you know, people are having dinner at that point, and on the West Coast, I mean, what's what's really the difference between four and five? Like, no, I I I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. 
I got to about or at least seven thirty. You know, like <laughs> I got to like the second. I got to like the second quarter and was like, all right, y'all boys. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need. I, someone's got to give my G, because like I can't, I can't live my life this way. Or or cut down, yeah, on, or cut down on the halftime. It's not like it's the Super Bowl and there's some like big performance at halftime. Like I get, yeah, both bands have to perform or whatever. But like, dude, shorten their performances or something. It, I think it's a, it should be what a 15 minute halftime. Isn't that what normal? Yes. Think, yeah, that's all it should be. There's no reason why it's who performed. No, nobody. But I'm saying like the both school bands performed. During the halftime of the and national championship, that's true. So they do because they're trying to get them. They're trying to get them some burn, man. Let them. But it's not. Man. That's not even I'm televised. Playing. It's not even. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. So I'm it's playing, like playing, people playing. at home are like, "Wow, there's a lot of commercials that we're sitting through, and you know, just analysis and people talking, and why are there still people talking? And damn, it's been 45 minutes. Or right, can they get to the second half, please? That's true. Uh, I don't know, but. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Joe Burrow is the number one pick, right? I think it's locked, yeah, locked in. It's solid. I don't, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think the draft doesn't start until pick three, because I think it's it's yeah. Joe Burrow and Chase Young are your one and two, and then it really starts at number three with the Detroit Lions and whether they're trading back or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like Joe definitely showed out. Um, he started really slow, yeah, like really slow. Yeah, but um, but I mean, he I mean, picked it up and yeah, because yeah, I think their first two drives were inside their own five, so it's hard to really kind of get something going when you're pinned down like that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that, but you know, it's good to see him bounce back the way that he did. He's Absolutely. definitely the number one pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of LSU and Joe Burrow, um, what do you think so far? Not so far, but did you see what um, Odell Beckham did? Yeah, with the players, I did. I did see that he was throwing the cash. Not throwing the cash, throwing, giving it to no, the but, giving, but giving it to them, giving them the cash. Yeah. Yes, that was out of control. Does he not understand amateurism? They cannot take any kind of money whatsoever. Did you hear? Did you hear the excuse that was made from LSU? Yes, that it was fake money. Yes, that it was novelty ones or novelty cash. Okay. I was like, "Yo, y'all boys is tripping." But didn't uh, didn't Joe Burrow snitch on that dumbass? He did. He said, "Oh no, no, no." He, you know, old Odell Beckham definitely had money. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> He said, whoop, I'm out, y'all boys. Yeah, he's like, it ain't my problem because you ain't going to get me hemmed up in anything. Facts. You got the money, y'all boys? Facts. He's like, I got an agent, y'all boys. Watch, all them going to have to declare for the draft now. Yo, most of them are. Like, that team is high, like super depleted. Like I was getting all the alerts today about who's declaring for the draft, and it was like their center, their linebacker, two of their wide receivers, their quarterback. It's like their whole team declaring, man. Corners. Yeah, I mean that's that's usually how that happens though. Yeah. That didn't shock me. But I mean, you gotta think they're gonna be getting a ton of recruits this year. Especially especially this year. They're gonna be getting a ton. Oh man, they look they they might be loaded for the next couple of years from what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So So I mean how would you react if you were like the athletic director for LSU or or the coach? Like what what would be going through your mind right now? 
about the what the money situation or yeah what what Odell's doing bro I'm like Odell what the fuck bro like you better go out and tell the media that uh, it was just a joke for TV and you got uh, you you they gave they all gave you the money back when you got in the locker room or some shit like facts something bro like come on. That's facts. Cause like he ba- he basically just left them with 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 their dick in their hand, like uh. <laughs> Bro, once I read and I saw what I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, no, he didn't. Then I watched the footage and I was like, oh, it's even worse than I thought. Wow. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Shit, one thing we forgot to mention um, in the NFL, uh, Luke Keekley retired mm-hmm. um, after, I think it was eight or nine seasons in the NFL. I want to say eight. Eight. Yeah. Needed eight seasons. Eight seasons in the NFL, you know, decided to hang it up. Carolina Panthers posted a very emotional video of him um, retiring. I really fuck with that they didn't cut it and and trim it up to make it look nice and stuff like I mean he broke down several times in that video and had to collect himself and was getting teary eyed and stuff like that like he he doesn't want to retire but I think he he knew mentally you know with the concussions he's sustained over the years the injuries like his body told him I can't do this shit no more so shout out to him for listening to himself so I feel like a lot of these players don't and and you know he, he did listen to himself and got out while he still has his uh, his health for the most part I mean he I mean it's it's gonna be a trend and I think it's gonna be a trend that's gonna stick for a while yeah. we're no longer gonna see these we're not we're no longer gonna see those 12 year um, veterans, thirteen, fourteen year veterans. I, I honestly think that you know when it when it all comes down to that, these guys are going to be playing shorter, man. Yeah. Because I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, and you have and, to. and as a fan, that sucks because we want to. We obviously want to see these players, you know, have a career like Larry Fitz, where you know he's seventeen years in the game, and you're like, bet, but like. As a human being, it's like I'm glad I'm glad you're getting out, and you're knowing that your body can't take anymore. Facts. You know, so you're getting older, man, and and you know, body your body just doesn't always work the way that you need it to. Yeah. But yeah, so sorry, just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, and shit, I, I'm fucking up. And for wrestling, I did also want to say rest in peace to uh, Rocky Johnson, uh, The Rock's dad. Uh, passed away today. Um, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he's like seventy-one or seventy-two. Um, in his seventies, something like I know that. Yeah, sure. he was in his seventies. Yeah, but you know, sad shit. Yeah, did the Rock say anything or did he post? I don't. They weren't really like he wasn't really like in his life like that, was he? Kind of, yeah. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's posted anything just yet. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll have a. He's usually good with those kind of things and his words, but I'm sure he probably wants to collect his thoughts and everything. That's, I can see that. Yeah, because I mean that's tough. That's that's, that's pops. 
you know. That's true. That is his daddy. Yeah. That is his daddy. I mean, yeah, definitely rest in peace, and I hope, like, you know, the, the Johnson family is, is dealing well with, with that loss. Right. It's always rough to deal with something like that, but, you know, the one thing to look at is he, he definitely lived a full life, so mm-hmm. there's a silver lining in that regard. Um, before we go any further, um, I know that you haven't ever really, you haven't really looked into the NCAA to, to a certain extent. Um, but you've seen so far three seasons of football, um, as far as college football is concerned. Yeah. Would you say that this LSU team is far and beyond the best team that you've seen, or would you say that it's comparable? Would you say that it's close? Or honestly, bro, I feel like a team that was has been the closest to it was probably last year's Clemson team, um, mm-hmm. but. I've never seen anything like this LSU team this year. Like, in, I mean, obviously, I'm not very experienced with watching college football, like you said, but shit, look, look at the numbers. Like, I know sometimes numbers can be deceiving. In this case, they're really not, because what you see is what you saw on the field. Like, Joe Burrow throwing for 60 touchdowns. You know, you have two receivers, each have a thousand yards. Your running back has a thousand yards. Like, what more can you ask for? Bro, uh, fuck. Like, I, I, I've never seen a team so dominant. And then on defense, they were good too. Like, I mean, with the exception of Auburn and Alabama, I mean, all the other teams, I mean, they got blown out. Mm hmm. It's 55 3, 45 38, 65 14, 66 38, 42 to 6, 42 28, 36 13, 23 20, 46 was Texas at number nine, mm-hmm. Florida at number seven, mm-hmm. Auburn at number nine, Alabama at number two, Georgia at number four, Oklahoma at number four, and Clemson at number three. Yep. So they played a lot of ranked teams, man, and they—I mean—they did the damn thing, and they're fifteen and oh. Jeez, shit. Yeah, man. That's—I have to say, like, I think the most dominant team I've seen to that extent, in my experience, would probably have to be them early two thousand Miami teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely that, uh, even though people don't give this team credit, but that 2013 Florida State team was good too now. It was good too. It just so happens that that was the last team to get a BCS Bowl, I mean a BCS National Championship. That was the year before the playoff when they lost to Oregon. Right. But, yeah, man, I agree with you though. They're definitely up there. They definitely deserve that mention for sure. Big facts. So, yeah, man. So, um, we're going to move on, and I'm going to tell you guys about the... Hold uh, on, hold on. Are we moving on? Like, you're talking, like, away from NCAA? Yeah. Did you have more that you wanted to talk about oh, for Oh, we got to talk about who won the, the picks, bro, for the whole year. Oh, we're doing that today. Yes, sir. The season's done. Ain't nothing else. All right. All right. Bet. Yeah. Let's 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 hear the let's hear the uh, final results. Bit off. Okay. So... In third place, with a record, 251 wins, 
68 losses. That's really good. Dylan. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. That means he must have been, like, doing terrible the first half of the season. Because I yep. felt like the second half of the season, he got to snap he it. He did really bad the first half of the season, though. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, wow. So now I'm going to jump to first place. And the winner, with a record of 256 wins, 63 losses. And your champion of this year. It's me. It's me. Really? Yes. No. Wow. You came in second with a record of 253 wins, 66 losses, three games. Those three games came from the bowl games and the national championship game is what decided it. Wow. Because we had two picks that were different in those final bowl games. And we had the championship game different. Hmm. And had you picked the way I picked those three games, we would have had a tie. And, sir, you would have won the tiebreaker because there was a combined 67 points and you chose 69 and you would have won. That's crazy. Yep. So it was close. It was definitely close. I'll take, I'll take it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this year. This was fun. Word. We did really good with the picks, though. Like in the two fifties, and we had each less than seventy wrong picks the whole year. That's good. I'll take that. That was exciting. Yes, and sir. I, I was going against the grain for a lot of my picks that <laughs> I normally don't. Right. So that 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 put a smile on my face. Gee, shit. Damn! Congratulations, bro. Appreciate it, man. You did your shit, man. You did your shit. Try it. Try it. But, alright, yeah. So that's, that's it. Now we're done for NCAA. Forever. Bet that up. up. Alright, so let's go ahead and uh, let's get to this NBA. I'm going to give you guys the all star balloting as now we're picking it up. We're in the millions now as far as fans. Um, this official release comes from last week. I think um, another release comes out today, but um, they won't really put it up until tomorrow. So I'll start with the Western Conference and tell you who the top five are for guards and front court. Um, top five for front court, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, both over 3 million votes. Kawhi Leonard is over 2 million votes. Um, Paul George is number four with 845,000 votes. And Nikola Jokic is at 559,000 votes. For the guards, um, you have Luka Doncic, who was the leader, but now is losing by 200,000 votes to LeBron James, who is now the leading vote getter. Um, at number two, you have James Harden with 2 million, um, 2,167,000. At number three, you have Damon Lillard with 687,000. Steph Curry, even though he's not going to play, is still at 595,000. And Russell Westbrook, who is at 581,000. What I wanted to bring to attention is, is that um, Los Angeles, I think that his sixth man, their sixth man, Alex Caruso, is number six in voting for guards at 528. So he might actually make it on to the All-Star team with 528,000 mm -hmm. votes. Um, for the Eastern Conference in the front court, 
Um, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's literally 100,000 votes short of LeBron James to be the leading vote getter. Joel Embiid is over 1.7 million. Pascal Siakam is also at 1.7 million. Jimmy Butler is at 1.4 million. And Jason Tatum rounds it out at 1.1 million. Shockingly enough, even though he does not have that many minutes, Taco Fall is at number six for the front court with 500,000 votes. Nice. Go figure. Um, for the guards, you have Trey Young. At 1.3 million, he comes in at first for the guards in the Eastern Conference. Kyrie Irving is at 1.3 million. Campbell Walker is 20,000 votes behind him. Um, Derek Rose is at 918,000, and Zach Levine is at 572,000 votes. Which honestly, those are some pretty even teams if it carries on. To be honest with you, yeah. I am a fan of those. Um, as far as power rankings are concerned, I'm going to go over the power rankings, but I, I got to ask, um, do you, um, Buddha, have you ever watched an All-Star Weekend and would you ever watch an All-Star Weekend? And if you are not, or if you haven't, what for you would need to change for you to watch an All-Star Weekend for the uh, NBA? Um, I, I do watch certain things from the All-Star Weekend, yes. Um, I enjoy the celebrity game sometimes when they got like a good different mix of people in there. That's that's fun occasionally. Um, is that do they do that during All Star the celebrity game or is that they do have a celebrity game? But that's usually like the first. That's usually like a Thursday or a Friday. Right, but like because I know like Kevin Hart be playing sometimes and like yeah, you know back in the day like Justin Timberlake would play and like Nelly would play. Yes, Chris Brown has played yeah, a couple of Chris times. Brown, Nelly has yeah, played yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Yes. So I enjoy that. I enjoy the three point uh, shootout. Um, that's probably my favorite event because like I don't know the dunk contest has gotten really stale to me. Um, Why? I don't know. I feel like everybody's so reliant on like props. And shit that they they just don't try to do like super difficult dunks. It'll be a basic ass dunk, but like over three people. Ooh, but like I don't know. How about trying different you variations? Three sixty. Yeah, and bro. Like that's and backflips and stuff. Yeah, like let me see your raw talent. Like okay, you can jump high. Cool. So can a lot of other people in the NBA. You don't need to be in this dunk contest right now. That's big facts. I mean, I feel you. Um, I, I feel you and I agree with that, for sure. I'm not a huge fan of the Rising Stars game, because I'm usually just like, I don't really care enough for, you know, first and second year players. Like, I don't... Uh, okay. I feel like that's like the consolation prize, because you didn't have enough notoriety. You weren't balling out enough to make the All-Star team. Like, I feel like if you're really out here, then you're going to make the All-Star team, whether you're a rookie or not. You're honorable mission. So, like... I mean, there are there are some guys who play in both. I mean, the only reason why I don't care for the Rising Stars Challenge, unfortunately, is because, I mean, I'm watching the All-Star game the next day. Right. I feel like this should be its own game. Um, maybe it should be something that you should do in the summertime. Yeah. Get the best five rookies and the best five sophomores. Yeah, see, and that's instead of making it. Yeah, instead of making it something inside of an arena, why don't you pick, like, like I don't know, a beach, a court. Yeah. Have fun with it. Make it a thing. NBA streets. That would be fun. I would. I would pay money to go see that. Or high key, you could take player if you do it in the summer. You could take play. When is the NBA draft usually? Say again. When is the NBA draft usually? Um. When 
isn't it like May? No, no, no. June? No, it's after it's after the final. So I want to say like August, like July, August. Okay, so like if you do it like a couple weeks after the draft, and you do it with the players who just got drafted, and the people who had just got done with like their first and second years. So it's like so it's like an early showcase of these players that just got drafted. Like oh, you know, get ready. You know, type shit. I could really fuck with that. Um, and then, like, for the actual game, like, I think it's, I mean, it's cool that they they don't do the East versus West anymore, I guess. Because I guess the talent was super stacked on one side or the other. I'm guessing that's why they decided to do away with that and do the whole team captain thing. But it's just a score fest. Like, no one's actually playing. Like, there's no defense. So it's like everybody just kind of throwing it up and doing whatever. So, I mean, I guess that's cool, but, like, I'd rather... And I feel the same way about the uh, the Pro Bowl for the, the NFL. There's no incentive to it. I think go back to AFC versus NFC or something and put some kind of incentive there. Whether it's... Uh, uh, has something to do with, like, where you fall in a draft or, like, you know, whichever team wins, that conference gets more uh, compensatory picks um, in the draft or something. Like, have some kind of stakes you know, whether it's the uh, NFL or the NBA, like put something up for grabs that will make players like, yo, I want to try to go out here and actually play and ball out and win this game. Like, I'm not about to let you score. I like that. I mean, that's, it's a good idea for sure. Yeah, Cause it doesn't, isn't the, uh, the, the, the MLB, don't they have um, an incentive? I think now for their, um, um, I believe. Well, I don't. I'm not quite sure if they do anymore. I know for the longest oh, they had it where no. the winner gets um, um home field advantage. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's it. Winner gets home field advantage. But like, um, like you can't really do that. I guess you could do that for the finals. Oh no, they changed. They changed that rule, so they don't oh. do that no more. Well, they should go back to that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like definitely more picks, maybe more money. Yeah, that would be cool. I I can see that. That would be pretty. Yeah, dope. throwing like throwing like uh more ten thousand at these players isn't gonna do nothing. These guys are making two hundred million dollar contracts. So like, if it's gonna be money, you gotta make that shit like sweet. To where they're like, not even gonna lie to you, bro. We about to win this game. <laughs> I'm trying to get this bread. Yeah, but that's another reason I said like at least for the NFL because. The draft system in the NBA is kind of weird to me still. I mean, I get it. I get the lottery thing, but it's just easier for me to go off the NFL because it's pretty cut and dry. But, like, because the NFL does those compensatory picks and stuff, like, if you didn't win the Pro Bowl, like, your conference not getting no compensatory picks, period. So, like, the, the 12 or 15 that we hand out, or I guess they could do 16, you know, each each team in that conference gets a compensatory pick and not you or some shit. Okay. Something. Something like that. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. Just give me... It's different. Just, I, could, I, could, give me, I could live with yeah, that. Yeah, give me stakes. It gives me a reason to watch. Otherwise, I really don't need to watch because I'll just actually see them try to play for real like the next week when, you know, the season picks back up. I like the way you think, young man. I like the way you think. Jeez. All right. Well, um, with that being said, say again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to the power rankings. Don't rush me. No, he said. He said, send it to the NBA. Yeah, he's rushing me. No, he's not rushing you. He's telling you 
what I said, no, my suggestion. No, I read it. it to the NBA. I read it how I read it how I read it. He told me to send it to the NBA. So that means he's so rushing. So I'm gonna send it to the NBA. He's rushing me. Bro, let me be confused, bro. Alright, well hurry up. Go. Move <laughs> on, shit. The fuck? No. I don't want to hurry up anymore. Okay. I just said don't rush me. Didn't I? Butthole? Alright. Power rankings. Before we go to power rankings, I just wanted to say the West is now running away with the East versus West battle. Um, they went 17-6 and six last week, so now they're officially 117-95. and 95. Um... Just wanted to say Kyrie Irving is back, so Brooklyn's probably going to be winning a couple more games, but I still think they're going to be semi-trash. Um, I want to make a mention that the top 10 has stayed relatively the same, um, with the exception of the 76ers surging back up and the Raptors falling down to 12. Mm. So at number 10, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder kind of stayed stagnant. Um, they are doing what they have to do. But um, they played against the Lakers on Saturday, and they didn't have Anthony Davis and a couple of other players, and they lost. They were losing 41-19 to 19 in the first quarter, so that definitely didn't help them in their ranking at all. So they went from 9 to 10. Philadelphia 76ers made a huge jump from 13 to 9. Okay? Um... They have won some big games. They beat Oklahoma City. Um, and they came back and beat my beloved Celtics after being down 15. And Joel Embiid had a dislocated finger. So they played without him um, for a couple of games. And it's been proven that um, they are terrible defensively without him. Ben Simmons at center is not the move. Um, but they're at number nine, and they're 25 and 15. At number eight, you have the L.A. Clippers. Um, the Clippers have been going back and forth. They haven't had Paul George for a little bit, haven't had Kawhi Leonard for a little bit, but Kawhi came back, um, and they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. But interesting note, game number three between the Clippers and the Lakers will be on the 28th. So something to keep note of. Mm -hmm. Falling down three spots, you have the Miami Heat. They're 27 and 12. Um, they have lost a couple of games, but, uh, you know, they, they're still a very capable team of making a good run. And I mean, they are 27 and 12, um, at number six, moving up a couple of spots, you have the Denver Nuggets, um, the Denver Nuggets, um, have wins against the Pacers, the Mavericks and the Clippers in the last like two weeks. So they have been doing what they had to do. However, they have lost to the Wizards and the Cavs. So it leaves a lot to be understood about this team. Uh, at number five, jumping up two spots, you have the Houston Rockets. I keep saying, once the Rockets really get it together, it's going to be a problem. Um, they've won. They beat the, the Atlanta Hawks, which, I mean, isn't impressive. But what is something to note is that they were missing Clint Capella and P.J. Tucker, mm -hmm. two of their better players. Um, and, I mean, again, Russell Westbrook has been shooting the ball better. And um, 
I, again, I think he's still trying to find his groove with Harden. I think it's really tough to have ball-dominant guys, especially two of them in the same backcourt, but I still have hope that they're going to make it work. Um, falling down two slots, you have the Boston Celtics. And I think the reason why the Boston Celtics had two, well, they fell down two slots is because they've lost a couple of games, even though they won their last one against the Pelicans. I think it's primarily because now they're fully healthy for the first time this whole season, so they have their loaded roster, mm-hmm. and I think players need to learn how to play with each other. Um, Jason Tatum's numbers has fallen down a little bit, and um, I mean, they're, he's definitely going to need to pick it up if the Celtics are going to continue their run that they've had so far. Thanks. At number three, moving up three spots, you have the Utah Jazz. And what makes the Jazz a top three team is because they've been winning games without Donovan Mitchell, which any team that can win games without a star, it must mean that they're pretty formidable. Um, They played against the Wizards, um, which this is an interesting stat to throw at you. Although the Wizards aren't the best team, but being down by 15 to any team is tough sledding. Um, in the last 20 minutes of the game, the Utah Jazz proceeded to score 65 points with not a single turnover. Wow. No Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Just putting that out there. That's super impressive. Very. And in the last 15 games, their only loss has been against Miami. And Miami's only lost one game at home, so you can let that sink in as well. At number two with 32-7, and um, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers definitely jumped up a slot because they have been playing without Anthony Davis. And LeBron James has missed a couple of games too, and they've still been winning. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're obviously not just a LeBron James and Anthony Davis team. They can definitely play on their own. Rondo and Kuzma are coming around, which they definitely need them to, too, if they want to make a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. And at number one, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change at any rate in time, is the Milwaukee Bucks. At this point, the Milwaukee Bucks are on pace to win 70 games, um, but they actually lost to the Spurs on Monday. And the Spurs won with three-point shooting. But, I mean, even with that loss, they are now 35-6. and six, So it, you'll be hard-pressed to see them lose very many games so that closes it out for the power rankings so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out especially going into the all-star break nice all right um i think that's covers it for sports if you guys don't got anything left to add i mean i can definitely go to underrated bars of fame yes sir all right awesome so um you know buddha i appreciate you for you know Finding a song on such on such short notice. Anytime, sir. You know what I'm saying? And and you did the damn thing, and you chose Blood Pressure. Yes, I did. Um, by The Locks. Um, and even though it is a song by The Locks, Jada Kiss is the one that spits both verses. Um, it's funny that you picked this song because this just so happens to be your specials, one of your specials favorite song oh, by The Locks. More in particular, Jada Kiss. Yeah, Pat loves um, Blood Pressure by The Locks. Um, shout out to Pat one time. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to go through this. I think it's definitely one of his better 32s, two 16s makes 32. I completely and, agree. And um, yeah, I, I will I will get into it. Um, so, blood pressure, Jada Kiss. The headphones are on fire this time around. Styles, blood pressure. Y'all just bear with me. 
Yo, last time I'm a, no, yo, last time I'm gonna tell these niggas, man. Can't fuck around, man. Jetta, man. Whoever, old the new what? Yo, yo, yo. I had to do the whole intro because he snapped. <laughs> anyway, who really the best rapper since Big ain't here? Y'all know the answer to that when Kiss ain't here. When you see me, don't ask me nothing about us. And don't defiantly ask me nothing about, fuck it. You owe me one, I owe you two. I would have smacked you with the burner, but I'd know you too. And I ain't talking to him, I'm talking to you. Matter of fact, I'm talking to y'all. Life is like walking a yard. They'll stab you with a fork in the heart. And the source got motherfuckers thinking they hot. Like my dope, got fiends thinking they shot. When you thinking of the best, you think of the locks. I'll cut your fucking hand off if your pinky ring's hot. Then come through your block in a sticky green drop. Hop out, let out 53 shots. Wouldn't care if I hit 53 cops. Giuliani might as well be murking this because all the time he's giving out is hurting. This, and all these record labels jerking. This, if you never was a thug, you were working. And you heard that sh right there. I started that. Don't make me put something up in your starter hat. No matter who you are or where you from, screw all of that. I'm not trying to hear that, son. Now, who the fuck y'all want? Jada Kiss. And who the fuck y'all need? Jada Kiss. And who the fuck gonna bleed? All y'all haters, because none of y'all niggas can fuck with Jada. Don't be that clown in the back of the whip that's gonna get that second half of the clip. And all I'm saying, it'll be the other in front of the whip running his lip with a gun on his hip. You feel me, dog? Everybody walk the walk till they run in a kiss. Then they get stabbed or hung or stung with the fifth. How you think your man hard when your son on my dick? Cause I can get his ass body plus front him a brick. Got a chick named Superhead. She gives Superhead. Just moved in the building, even gave the Superhead. I cop big guns that spit super lead. So play Superman, end up super dead. Call me Kiss or the kid from the locks that'll twist your mom and I'll do your bid with your pops. We was in jail, you probably won't get no mail. And if you pumped on my block, you won't get no sales. When your CEO know you can't fuck with I, I make a million by June, I'm saying fuck July. And I beg you to try me while I'm holding the Tommy. I'ma have your body all over the lobby. I already helped y'all, but I'm about to melt y'all. Tell the truth, dog. I ain't never felt y'all. This album, we gonna bubble like salsa. If it ain't double law, who the hell else is hard? Now, who the fuck y'all want? Jada Kiss. And who the fuck y'all need? Jada Kiss. And who the fuck gonna bleed? All y'all haters, because none of y'all niggas can fuck with Jada. Blood pressure. The locks. Jada Kiss. Underrated bars fam. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, he snapped. I ain't gonna lie. Facts. Especially when he said the super head three times and used it in three different references. <laughs> but it was five. So yeah, man. I think I think uh, we're able to move on here, man. I think I think we did a pretty good job considering the circumstances. Facts, bro. A bang up job, if you will. Proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, man. Hey, proud listen. If you. people want to give us more praise or not praise, even though we're not going to read it, regardless, where can they hit us up on email? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on the gram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Yes, sir. And with that being said, we are done yeah man listen we appreciate y'all for listening to us again for the 123rd time y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world but you're listening to us and we deeply appreciate that keep listening to us and vibing with us and we're gonna keep giving you this bomb ass material that you can ride to till next
Until then, out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. A little scallywag. Silly. <laughs>